Ridge. Hey, it's a very special day here at River Ridge, and I'm so excited that you're here to join us. More on that in just a minute, but if we haven't met yet, my name is Matt. I'm a student ministry director here at River Ridge, and it's just an honor to welcome you to our service today. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, I just wanna take a second and ask you to fill out a Connect card. Uh, you can see those in the seat backs in front of you. You can also go download our church app or go online at riverridge.tv. Uh, slash connect. Just take a minute to fill out the information on that card, and it really just helps us get to know more about who you are, and maybe as a family, maybe students, how we can come alongside you. Because really, as a church, we exist to help you take your next steps in Christ. And, and that's why we're I'm so excited today. I don't know about you, because today we're celebrating 33 baptisms across two services today. Yeah, can we, come on, come on. We can make some noise for that today. 33 people have decided, and that you'll see these shirts, people wearing these shirts, we've decided that we, we wanna follow Jesus and we're gonna make that decision public today. It's a very special service for us. And in the student ministry, we've been, we've been going through this series called Simplify. Don't make it harder, right? Don't make it harder. The Bible says one thing, and James 1.22 says, simply do what the Word says. And a lot of people today are following what God has told them to do. So would you stand with me today and join me in prayer as we welcome in this service? God. We thank you so much for this opportunity we have to celebrate 33 people today coming to follow you. God, thank you for your word and what it says. God, I pray that you would help us as we take our next steps in following you. God, we love you and we praise you and we invite you here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Do you see what I see? Come on.
Thank you so much for singing with us. Before you grab a seat, why don't you welcome those around you this morning. And thank you so much for joining us here at The Ridge. Hey, y'all. I'm Sydney, and I'm here to tell you what's happening around The Ridge. It's October, and Ridge kids just want to have fun. You won't want to miss our not-so-spooky-kooky costume party during both services on Sunday, October 30th. Parents, make sure your child wears their Halloween costume to church for a special Sunday full of fun. Please make sure all costumes are not-so-spooky. Parent dedication at River Ridge is an intentional step for parents to gather their closest friends and family members for a meaningful time of dedicating themselves and their children to the Lord. Parent dedication will be offered on Sunday, November 6th at 12.30 p.m. in the North Auditorium. Parents will need to register and complete an online orientation by Sunday, October 30th. Learn more and get registered by scanning the QR code or visiting riverridge.tv slash parent dedication. Ridge Women are hosting Going Beyond Live with Priscilla Schreier in a video simulcast on November 5th here at River Ridge Church. This will be a day full of solid biblical teaching by Priscilla, a passionate teacher and author, as well as live worship with the River Ridge Band, yummy food, lots of coffee, a little swag, and several giveaways and big smiles brought on by your presence. This event cost is only $25 per person. Learn more and get registered by scanning the code. We are excited that two of our global partners will be here Thursday, November 3rd for our Global Missions Night of Prayer. Join us at 6 p.m. to meet Brian Miller with Esther's Home in Columbia and Joe Dunn with Great Commission in Europe. We will hear their stories from the field see how God has been at work, and have a chance to pray and worship together. Child care will be provided. Get registered today at riverridge.tv slash global missions. And if you or someone you know is interested in going on a global trip this summer, then you will want to attend the Go Global Interest Meeting Sunday, November 6th, between services in the Next Step Room. Attendance to the Interest Meeting will get you ready for early access to apply for the trips, so don't miss it. Trips will be filling up this summer. And now let's continue in our series, Set Free. Yes, we are continuing to be set free by watching people who are set free go through the waters of baptism, everybody. Come on, let's praise God for that. 33 people, yes, yes. Man, we started with eight. It was awesome to see people stand up last week and people who said, I'm ready to do this. We have both adults and kids getting baptized today. Kids are getting baptized in the South Auditorium. We're gonna go to there uh, and, and watch one uh, together as well. And they're gonna watch this one that we're seeing right now. This is AJ uh, and he's gonna be our first uh, baptism today. So let's get to it. AJ, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yeah. And it is your decision to be baptized here as a public proclamation of that faith that you have. Yeah. All right, then I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Come on, let's go. Yay. All right, we're going to go to the South Auditorium and see the baptism bash here for a second. 
Hey guys, we're over here in the South Auditorium for Baptism Bash. Let, them, let me hear him make some noise. Yes. We are so excited. We are baptizing seven kids over here in this service, and we're going to celebrate all of them. But our very first to get baptized is Maddox. So Leanne, you want to take over? Sure. This is Maddox Ping, and he's going to be baptized this morning. He wants you to know why he is ready to be baptized. So I'm going to have his dad read his letter for him. This is Maddox Ping. He's here today to tell you that he has become a follower of Jesus. Jesus is important to him because he died on the cross for his sins so that he can go to heaven. He did the We Believe class twice at River Ridge. After the second time, he prayed and asked Jesus into his heart. He would like to thank his River Ridge leaders, his babysitters, Kimmy and Ian, his teachers at Calvary Baptist, and his mom and dad for helping him understand about Jesus. He wants to get baptized today because he wants to show people that he asked Jesus into his heart. All right, yes. All right, Maddox, come on down here, buddy. All right, then when you sit down, look this way. So turn around this way and go ahead and sit down. Yeah, you can take them off. <laughs> All right, Maddox, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. You can sit down. All right. Maddox, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Mm -hmm. And is it your desire to get baptized in front of the church family today to let them know that you're a follower of Jesus? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, then I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah! All right, back over to you guys in the north. public today. Maddie, Maddie, is it your decision uh, to place Jesus uh, as a follow Jesus with all your life? And is it your decision to make that decision public here in front of everyone today? All right, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yay! Hey, right here was a father-daughter. Father-daughter getting baptized together. Come on! That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Good job. That's you again. See you again. All right, I have Ian Martin here with me. Give it up for Ian. Hey. Ian, have you decided, has you, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And is it your decision to make that decision public here in front of all your friends and family? Yes. All right, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Boom. <laughs> All right. Is this you? All right. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Step right in here. See that step? There you go. <laughs> nice and warm just for you, buddy. Hey, a couple questions for you. Uh, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Have. Is it your desire to make a public proclamation of that faith? Yes. Then based on that proclamation, 
I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hey! All right. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. <laughs> Step up there. Now, this is uh, William's granddaughter who's going to get baptized with him. So that's awesome. Yeah. So this is Mary Jane. Come on in, Mary Jane. All right, let's praise God for Mary Jane right now. She gets in. Yes, this is great. All right, take a seat. All right, Mary Jane, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And it is your decision to be baptized here publicly as a declaration of that decision you already made? Yes. Okay, then I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Step back up there. <laughs> All right, who we got next? Okay. Come on in. here. Bree, is it your decision to have placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? And is it your decision to pro proclaim that in front of your church family? Yes. That I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, next we have Emma. So come on up here, Emma. And she's going to be baptized by her dad, Matthew. Can we give it up for Emma one time? All right, Emma. Have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And is it your desire to, in front of all the people here to make that decision uh, public today? Yes. All right, well, then your dad's going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, next we have Sawyer. Can you give it up for Sawyer? All right, Sawyer, have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And is it your desire in front of all the people here to make that decision public today? Yes. All right, then I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is Caleb, and you are going to baptize, right? This is Hannah, is that right? So Hannah's going to baptize Caleb. I'm going to ask Caleb a question. Caleb, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes, sir. Okay, and is your decision to be baptized here publicly uh, as a declaration of that decision you made? Yes, sir. All right, and then she's going to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Oh. 
job, Caleb. Let's celebrate Caleb's decision to show that in front of us. Trish, come on in. All right, lastly, we have Trish. So I'm going to ask you similar questions. Have you placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you want to make a public proclamation of that faith to your church family? Yes. Based on that proclamation, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, one more time. Come on, let's praise God for the decisions made. Let's, let's really put it in our hearts there for a second. It's amazing to see. I, I say this all the time. I hope you never get tired of this. I hope you never ever see that this is so unique and, and we can never get tired of seeing this. Every one of these is a decision. Every one of these is God moving and God working, everybody. He still works. He is relevant today. He is saving lives. Come on, come on, he's saving lives. Jesus is still doing it. He's moving, man, he's moving. To baptize 30 people, is, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing. And, and again, like I have, to, I have to check myself sometimes to say, man, am I still truly amazed by this? Because I can get lulled to sleep uh, by this spiritually, and, and I just I don't ever want us to look past that uh, and, and just say let's stay in the moment with that. And I'm just so thankful. It was awesome to see families getting baptized together, and 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 students with their with their ministry leaders, and, and just it's just an amazing thing. Uh, I love Baptism Sunday. Uh, it is a it is a celebration that if you think about it has started and it's been going on for over two thousand years in the church and and we get to continue that celebration as a church of Jesus Christ and it's it's literally seeing this is why I love it it's seeing changed lives be a part of changing lives there there's nothing more powerful uh, than somebody going through the waters of baptism and and what they are uh, declaring and so I want to talk a little bit about that because it is one of the greatest things that we get to be a part of it is infectious it's an amazing thing uh, and, it, and again we should never look past it and I don't know uh, if some of you might be visiting here because your friends or family uh, of people who just got baptized and so I just want to talk about a few things with some of the time that I have this morning uh, I, I want you to know uh, this about baptism. Here's our policy, if you never knew it. Our policy uh, is this. We don't baptize everyone. We don't baptize just, just anyone who wants to get baptized. We actually only baptize people uh, who have been found in Jesus Christ. That's what we do. We, we can only baptize found people. And so I just want to take a few minutes and I want to talk about the difference that we see with found people and, and everyone else so that we can at least understand and know uh, what that is all about. If you were here uh, last week, I talked a little bit about why somebody should get baptized, that, that there are three really great reasons why you should get baptized. Uh, and I think they're very important, that it's a public declaration, that, that it's a marker uh, in your life, and it identifies you as a follower of Christ. Those are all post salvation, that, that salvation already happens uh, with someone who got baptized. But I just want to share a little bit about some of the things that are happening uh, in found people and so that we could see a little bit of a difference. And so we all know. So I'm just going to start. I wrote a few things down. I didn't know how much time I would have left today. Uh, and so I just wrote a few things down. So one of the things that, that's different with found people and everybody else is when it comes to the Bible. I know if you know there's a difference, there is. Uh, lost people or people who are not found in Christ, they, when we say, hey, what do you think of the Bible, right? They, I would say that you would not necessarily hear anything bad. They, they, most people probably wouldn't say something bad about the Bible, but they would say, yeah, it's probably got some, there's some good things in there. 
Uh, Old Testament, not so sure about that, but there's some maybe good things in the Bible, good principles. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I agree with everything in there or, or I don't know if I would uh, agree with all of it. There might be some bad history there. So, uh, and yeah, I might, uh, you know, lots of people might say, yeah, I might have one in my house somewhere. Uh, I'm not sure where it is, but I think I got one, uh, but it's just another book. It's just another book. Uh, might be a good book, but it's just a good book. But found people, they have a completely different response when you ask, hey, what do you think of the Bible? Uh, it's a weird thing uh, because the Bible becomes uh, something uh, beyond just, just a book. Uh, when you're found in God, it becomes important to you. It becomes really important to you. It's, it's not just another good book with good principles. It's something of great value. And then you start to coming to realize when you, especially when you start reading it or you hear it taught that all, here's what happens with found people. It's really amazing. You're starting to think like, how did God know? <laughs> right? You're like, how did he know that's what I was going through? How did he know that's what I needed? And, and all of a sudden things stick out to you. It's an amazing thing. They stick out to you in a way to say, man, that was just for me. That, that was there just for me. Or I can't believe I just got out of that what I got out of it. It's like I'm the only one in the room when I heard that. It's like it's talking to me. This becomes more of a book, more than just a book, to found people, the Bible. So you start to read the Bible and you come across verses like, uh, I don't know, you come across like Titus 1, 2. And here's what it says about people who are found. It says is that we have this hope, we have this hope in Titus 1, 2 of eternal life. We have a hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised us from the very beginning of time. That's what Titus 1, 2 is, an amazing scripture. It's an amazing thing. And so then it starts to change your perspective on the hope that you have. That's what that means, that we have a different hope. See, when people who aren't found in Jesus, they, they can't look to something beyond themselves for hope. And so what you're left with, unfortunately, is looking at yourself as the only gauge of the hope that you have. And when you start to do that, if you're really honest with yourself, if you don't have something else to look at, you start to see your life in, re in reality. And, and you start to see some flaws. You start to see some things that maybe aren't so much on the up and up. It's not that I'm horrible of a person, but I'm not, I'm not really great in, in some areas. And I, I definitely am challenged in other areas. And, and when you don't have something else to look to, what ends up happening is, is you can lose hope. You, you, you don't really have it as strongly as you think you should with, when you even look at your own life that you lean in to something that's flawed. And, and then you start to, what lost people end up doing is they, they begin, and then when you see God and you say, God, that, that's who he is, you, you, you say, well, I, I can't be good enough for him. I'm too, I'm too stained. I'm, I've got too many things going on. I, I don't know if God would really love me uh, the way that I am. And, and you become kind of shame-filled. You become hopeless and all those things. And, and a result of that with people who aren't found, here's what happens. You're kind of halfway in with God. Because that, you're, you're halfway in when you use yourself as a gauge. But see, found people, see, we have a hope of eternal life, that, that we have a different perspective, that, that the anchor in our lives as found people uh, is, that has nothing to do with, with my past. It has nothing to do with even my life as the gauge. It has nothing to do with your present or future either. But here's what it has everything to do with. It's awesome. It's what we just read in, in Titus 1-2. It has everything to do with God's promise in his past it's from the very beginning of time the promise that he made. And it's when we come to this understanding, it's anchored, this is what's amazing, it, it, the promise is anchored in eternity past. So it's beyond our own lives. We believe the promise is brought in awakening to Jesus, the promise that took place long ago. So you can stop living in shame over the past. You, you can actually start to change your perspective because of what the Bible says. Then you come across another scripture that says something like this. This is in Colossians 2.9. It says, for in him, Christ, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. 
right? So he came as a human, but the full deity of God was there. Pretty cool. And you have been filled in him. You have been filled in him as a found person who is the head of all rule and authority. And in verse 12, it says, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. That's an amazing reality for us. There's an identity difference. With, with people who are found in Jesus and people who are not. There's, there's an identity. All of us live out identities. We talked about this a few weeks ago, right? That we live who we believe we are. And even if there's something true about you, this is the truth about a lot of Christians, uh, you just don't, uh, you, you, you don't uh, just automatically live out the truth. You gotta know it and believe it in order to live it out. But we all live who we believe we are. But lost people have all kinds of identities. People who don't have Jesus have identities. They're, they're, they're uh, mostly out of personal preference. That's what they are, or lifestyles, or socioeconomic status. And it just gets to this point where like, hey, as long as I'm that, or as long as I achieve this, or, or I live out of this identity, it's like, if I acquire this, then life is good and all is well, right? As long as I get all these things accomplished. But here's the truth. The truth is, and life will tell you this, life will tell you, life will tell you, when you start to bank your life on that stuff, you're gonna get let down that you're not going to be satisfied. And the crazy part is, this is a crazy part that happens with people. You get angry. You get angry because the things aren't working out. And then ultimately where you point your anger at in a weird way is God. And all along, when you really look, God never actually promised, when he gets blamed that you're not happy, he never actually promised uh, to give you peace or happiness through those things that you pursue at all. It's, It's a great tragedy of people who are not found in Jesus Christ. But found people... See, we have identities too. There is an identity swap that happens with found people that when God tells us the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ uh, is not anything other than this. Here it is, everybody. Ready for this identity? You get God. That's it. You get God. That's the good news. And everybody, listen, that is the answer to the great question of life. Why do we exist? You exist because I holy, amazing, perfect God made you and he made you to be in relationship with you. And that relationship was broken by sin, but he brought that back through what he did with his son. And and he promised that we could be made right by Jesus and his death on the cross if we believe and turn to him so that we could be with God forever. Found people have peace. That's what I'm getting at. We have peace, not in any other identity, but in the fact that God called me to be his son. He called you to be his daughter in the name of Jesus Christ because of what he did for us on the cross. It's an amazing thing. How about this one? Worship. Worship's totally different with people who are found and people who are not found in Jesus Christ, right? Worship's kind of weird if you're not found in Jesus Christ. Let's be honest. You come here like, why are they wiling out? Like, what are they doing? Why are they clapping? And I don't get it. Like, you know, I mean, like I could do it at a game, but I don't, you know, what is it? It is, it's weird. It's really weird. But found people, man, you, you respond. Isn't it true? Like your heart responds in a way that, that it's, it's more than singing. It is, it's, it's more than that. It, there's something that happens when, when you realize you come to a place, and this happens every day, it's really wild, uh, that you know your sins are forgiven. You, you know they're forgiven, uh, that your past, whatever it is, is wiped clean. That God says, I forgive it and I will remember it no more because of Jesus, my son, or, or that you realize that this new life, this new life is given to you, that you just find yourself responding to God. That's what it is. You respond to God, and it happens. Here's the crazier thing with random people. It doesn't just happen at church. Did you know that? Like, you might find somebody doing it in the aisles at the grocery store, right, where you're just like that. You might see me doing it when I run, okay? Like, I do it, and you think I'm kind of, maybe something's happening, but it's just I'm worshiping, right? Like, I'm doing that with my hands. Like, it just, you do it in the shower. You do it in the car. It's just randomly worshiping, 
when you realize some of these things. They just kind of hit you left and right. It's almost like God going, hey, I saved you. You're like, oh, yes. And all of a sudden, you're like, what, what's happening? And that's what happens with found people. It's an amazing thing. Worship is a response. Prayer is a response. It's not just singing. It's not just praying. It's, it's this communication, this access. I love Psalm 104. It says that you enter God's gates with thanksgiving and you enter his courts with praise. That's the difference with people. In the book of Ezra, I love the book of Ezra. Uh, so it says what happens is they, they praise God after they built a temple together. Uh, and what happened is the shouts were so loud that it was heard from far away. I love that. I've said, I've said this a long time, but I, I used to say, man, I want Taco Bell to hear our praise. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want them to be like, what is happening over there? And what we get to say is we got a bunch of found people saying, thank you, Jesus. Amen, everybody? That's a big difference with lost and found people. Anybody getting me so far? Baptism. Baptism. Something, something awesome happens with baptism. When found people who have already been baptized know that baptism's coming up, they get fired up, right? They're like, I, I heard that last Sunday. People are like, I can't wait. Uh, and I see people who have their shirts on. They're like, I can't wait. I'm gonna put my shirt on. I am ready to watch people get baptized. You just get fired up. That's why I love baptism services. I love it. Uh, it's people who wanna tell the world that they have been changed from the inside out by Jesus Christ. And that's what takes, that's what takes place in baptism. It's, it's the first step of a new life. It's not the only step that you take, uh, it's, but you do other ones after that, but it's the first step. And that change, here's what happens. It, it already happened, but it's, this big word is called regeneration. Regeneration. Uh, regeneration is one of the best words that, that we have. It really is. I don't know if we know it or not, but because here, here's where we'll land. Uh, the, Bible, the Bible actually kind of paints a picture for us as people. It says, uh, it doesn't actually really say that we're lost. When I say the difference between lost and found people, uh, it's actually a little more grim. The Bible actually says that we are born with sin, all of us. We are born with sin, and, and sin isn't allowed into heaven. And so we come into this world, listen, eternally dead. That's the position of every, that we come in not just lost, but eternally dead, unresponsive to the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of us come into the world that way. It's, it's this unresponsiveness of human beings. It's, it's incredible because uh, you can actually feel it. You can see it when it's going on. But regeneration, here's what happens with regeneration. See, this is God's act. This is what God does, uh, and it's an act of mercy where he gives divine life, eternal life, into unresponsive hearts of human beings. And that you could feel as well. It's an amazing thing when you see it. That, that's why there's a different feeling when you see people getting baptized because you could feel it through Jesus we could become found. We become fully alive. That we're no longer eternally dead, but we are fully alive if we're willing to stop going after this lost life. And it's an, it's an opportunity for every single person uh, who comes into this world. It's an opportunity that God wants every single person to have that, that we come to a point where we believe and we, and we say, I don't wanna live lost anymore. I wanna, I wanna come and live life. I wanna have full life and, and believe. And you can ask God for the same power uh, that he used to raise Jesus from the dead. And that's why we, we, we parallel baptism with, with a resurrection because when you, when you go down, it's like you died and you died to sin. And when you come back up, you come back to life. You're new, you're regenerated. And so here's the question that I wanna ask. Have you been regenerated? I love that word. Are you found? Are you found? Because here's what I wanna end with. There exists right now in this room, and I don't know where everybody is, but right now in this room, there exists just two realities. There's no in-between on this. It's just two realities, okay? You are either fully found or you are not. 
That's, there's no in-between. It's one or the other. And, and so I really want to be clear uh, in this. Is I don't want you to stay lost, okay? I don't, I don't want you to stay uh, eternally dead. You can just look at the difference of what we talked about today. Understand what God is saying and what he's doing here. And I just want to give you a way to experience what being found is like with the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. That's why we saw what you saw with people being baptized. And I just want to give this opportunity one more time before we worship again this morning. So I'm just asking you, if, if there's somebody here, I don't know, you might be ready and willing. You, you might not know uh, that you came in and, and that you found that you are lost, that you are not found in Jesus Christ. And so I want to give you this opportunity right now to place your faith in Jesus Christ, right now, just to say, I don't think I've ever done that that I wanna place my faith in Jesus Christ and just take that step of faith in him, that you've never done that. And so I just wanna give you that opportunity to do it. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you, if you are willing to turn to him and turn from this life that you're going after and pursuing, you will find life. You will find life. You will become fully alive. You will enter into God's forgiveness. You will receive his mercy and his grace and what he sent Jesus for. You'll get heaven. And that's the greatest thing you could ever find. And and so I just want to give you an opportunity. If you're ready and and maybe you've never done that, I want to give you a clear opportunity to do that today. You can seal that up and you can just pray this. I want everybody just to bow your heads, close your eyes, and you can pray this prayer. You can pray this. God, I am lost and I have not been found yet. I'm done going my own way. I'm done living for me. I see who you are. I see what you've done. And whatever it is that that I've been trying to do, I turn from that, I repent from that, from, from my life and I turn to you for what you've given me, which is the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, that he can forgive me. And so I accept that forgiveness, I step into that, I leave my life and I pray for your forgiveness of my sins in exchange for what Jesus did on the cross. Make me alive in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if anybody prayed that prayer, I wanna, I wanna connect with you, I wanna talk to you. But more, more importantly, looky, looky. Hey, we got a baptismal. And so I really do wanna invite you, and I'm telling you, it'll be the greatest thing. Uh, we're gonna worship a little bit more this morning. We got 15 minutes left, so we're not going anywhere. We're gonna worship a little bit, and I just wanna uh, just openly invite you to come and get baptized, okay? Let's encourage somebody right now. Let's, 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 come on, come and get baptized. Yeah, we're ready, we're ready, yeah. So, now, I wanna make sure you're clear that you've made that decision, that, that you have professed a saving faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you've done that and you haven't got baptized, I will be over here during worship. Just come on this side. We're gonna be all standing up. It'll be a little dark. Just make your way over here uh, and, and come and we will, we will baptize you while we worship, okay? Uh, so we'll just get you, we'll get you baptized. Uh, and we got a shirt for you. I don't have anything else for you. I got towels. Your pants, I don't know. Like we'll figure it out, okay? Take your shoes off. And uh, the other thing is really quick, if, if you are here and you're wearing something like a little compromising, uh, did we get something? Do we, okay, we got something to, that you could change into if you're wearing a dress or something. We, we've got clothes for you there. So we got you figured out, all right? So we will, okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna worship. And if you're ready to get baptized, I'll just be over there. We got 15 minutes, just whatever happens, man, just come, come and do it, okay? This is why I love what God does. You just never know what he's gonna do. We just gotta be ready and willing for it to happen, all right? So let me pray for all of us. Let's stand up, let's stand up. I wanna pray.
And then we're gonna worship a little bit more this morning. God, you are in the business of finding lost people. You give life. You make dead people alive again because you are a great God. And the greatest gift you've ever given us is your son, Jesus Christ. And we see changed lives all over and we worship you as a result of that. We thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, we're gonna worship today.
generations, your family and your children, their children, their children.
Have a great week. We'll see you right back here next Sunday.